Welcome to the Dead Harvey Podcast. Uh, today, I have with me, coming back is my good friend Aaron Burke. Don't Great call it back. Aaron don't Burke. Call it, don't call it a comeback. Yeah, you've been here for years. I've been here for years. <laughs> um, we've been here for years, diving into low-budget cinema. Crazy, experimental. Uh, this time, we're going to be talking about Splatstick. We're, this is a double feature for Evil Aliens and Bad Taste. And... I saw the term splat stick described, which is basically like, uh, you know, kind of like antics, shenanigans, tripping over a banana peel, but adding lots of gore uh, to the comedy or making slap. comedy out of the gore because it's so over the top. Uh, so uh, this is going to yeah, slapstick and, uh, and I, get I get it. Yeah. So I'm definitely uh, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching these movies. Uh, so for like our double feature, our low budget, and this is aliens themed, of course, low budget indie horror, over the top, splat stick, bad taste. That'll be like the feature event. So like the runner up, of course, like uh, tonight's like the first feature before the main event will be yeah. Evil Aliens. Uh, so yeah. Evil Aliens was directed by Jake West. Uh, it is about a TV crew desperate to boost ratings, arrives on a remote Welsh farming island to investigate an intriguing incident. A local girl and her boyfriend had been abducted by aliens who also impregnated her. And you can just, this is basically like, to me, like we were talking about before we started recording, this is like the incestuous um, cousin or brother. Uh, well, I guess it would be cousin because it's from a different country of Peter Jackson or Sam Raimi. So this is the British cousin of, of Peter Jackson or Sam Raimi. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't know if it's an incestuous cousin so much as it's like <laughs> a hijacked abducted stuffed in the van uh yes. cousin of, of evil dead and uh bad taste um <laughs> well i can tell you this within the first minute we see man ass twice bad Whoop. cgi there's graveyard sex weed smoking yeah you know, like before you even sit down in your chair so i was like oh there's a lot of man ass a lot of man ass in the beginning <laughs> yeah, it starts with uh, a couple doing the horizontal mambo uh, next to a circle of ritual stones. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to like bang someone in a graveyard, it's probably not a good idea to do it where it looks like there's some kind of uh, druid or cultish origins to that graveyard. But, you know, it's it's the it's the girl's farm. You know, it's her farm. She's like, you know, why go to a bar when we could just have sex out here in this graveyard next to virtual stones the only drawback to that is of course uh they get abducted by aliens and uh there is a pretty fierce uh anal probing and yeah, that's the uh, word, proper adjective for that so now these aliens are not into just um probing and experimenting you know like when you hear about the gray aliens take for a example a movie like fire in the sky the gray aliens are experimenting they're doing the shrink wrapping they're, they're poking and prodding them this is not just poking and prodding this is like taking a spinning arrow anal probe into the cornhole yeah. and then uh what splatters out transitions into the main credits which i thought was actually pretty creative right. <laughs> so inventive yeah, yeah. I, I mean and in fire in the sky i think they use lube too so it was like well i hope so like dry metal on human ass and just like right in there like uh, just dry they just went in dry that's like not that's like they're breaking a lot of yeah if you're gonna do the anal probe at least have the courtesy of using lube yeah <laughs> just, <laughs> take a second <laughs> you haven't seen drilling like that since 
Anwar. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, it was awful. That was like, yeah, the guy is walking around with a three and a three eighths borehole on his ass. Like, <laughs> well, you know, uh, right away, like you said, in the first couple of minutes, exactly what kind of movie you're in for. Uh, but, it, but it's great because it totally, I, I think this movie is very enjoyable. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's got, uh, Peter Jackson, Sam Raimi imprints all over it, but yeah. it's, uh, but it's a ton of fun. Uh, Jake West knows exactly what he's going for and he commits to it 100%. And apparently, I don't know if there's like, if the version that's on Tubi that I saw is the unrated version, because oh, there's supposed to be a, an R rated and an unrated version. Uh, so, but I was like, huh, I wonder what they cut out of the unrated version after saying yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I think the film review kind of sums it up best. It's like, look. If you're going to watch this, there's a very low bar. And one film review is it might play better after 10 pints of cider, but so would most Guy Ritchie films. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, okay. Well, this one, like Peter Jackson's bad taste, it's hard to like, you know, if you're going to eat something, eat before you watch this, because you're probably, uh, it's, it's, it's a little difficult to, and I'm well trained on like horror movies, and still yeah. I'm like, ah, it's still hard to eat like during some of these like crazy. Oh, you don't stuff. definitely don't. No, no, you want to. This is this would help prolong your fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At a moment where you really want to have food, why don't you watch this? You can. You won't be hungry at all during it at any point. <laughs> There's the tagline for it: more gore than a bomb in a butcher shop, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, yeah there is <laughs> yeah it's a split what'd you call it splat stick splat stick yeah oh yeah that definitely definitely that it, well it, what's great about this is that it's just it doesn't take so it is like basically like what you would consider like a midnight movie um oh yeah you know like watch after a couple of beers or whatnot but i think but they put a lot of effort into uh the effects the puppetry there's like an alien puppet dog uh there's yeah. flying eyeballs uh there's aliens playing soccer with human heads um and then like the spaceship steering wheel is a brain and yeah. the, the, they kind of like, kind of reminded me of like starship troopers how they have to talk to the brain but you have to fly to the navigator <laughs> yeah fly to the navigator fly exactly to the yeah, navigator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in fact one of the puppets like the alien puppet dog like their fido or whatnot is real freaky looking with these weird like yeah kind of spider legs that like go yeah. backward like where the knees go backward that alien puppet actually reminds me of one of the main uh creatures in flight of the navigator i think it was that one that was sitting on his shoulder yeah <laughs> yeah no no doubt about it um <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's funny because it's like you're watching it and i'm like you know we watch a lot of a lot of stuff and it's just like very much like a what's what of like and i don't know if you call it a ripoff but they were definitely like oh like, I mean, it was the second best three-titted groping scene since Total Recall. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I appreciate the fact that they had a nerd uh, that was the hero in the movie. Kind of like um, uh, Peter Jackson movie yeah. Dead Alive. The main character in that movie is very, because Peter Jackson was inspired by Sam Raimi. The main character in that movie is like the New Zealand version of Bruce Campbell, but he's more nerdy. Right. And they went even more nerdy with this. They sort of had like that. Yeah. kind of uh bruce campbell vibe but they went more nerdy with it which is great so the 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 nerd that turns out to be the hero in this movie is the head of uh british ufo institute research company which actually the acronym is your name um but with a c instead of a k Let's see if i can find that on here your name 
Oh, yeah, here. No, your name. Um, so the nerdy guy in this that becomes the hero, he is the head of BURC, Burke, oh, the British you. UFO Research Committee. <laughs> Quality name. Quality. Name. They knew that you were into UFOs way back then and decided to steal some of your thunder. Well, here's something odd. So I'm watching it, right? You watch a movie like this and you're like, oh, you're going to see a lot of jugs there for sure. Yeah. But it's like, because there's all the probing at the beginning. So instantly, <laughs> I haven't rated many movies for the MPAA. But when <laughs> yeah. you do the anal pro right up the beginning and they show, like, they don't cut away. It's not mm -hmm. a cut away to someone's face. Oh, as the probe goes near a Hitchcock thing. No, no. It's like you get full tool time right yeah. in. And that right away is going to get you an NC. That unrated. There is no, yeah. like, there is no R for that. They're like, well, let's see, contains nudity and anal drilling with an actual anal drill. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of weird because like. But then there's no nudity. Like you see man butt and drilling that. And then there's no like there is later. But like, where's the rest of like the nudity? Well, there's alien boobs in it. But like the uh, regular like human boobs are not. Are yeah, they tease that. We yeah, wanted yeah. to see the hot slutty reporter. Yeah, there. Oh, well, I mean. Yeah, she wears this. Uh, her performance is akin to Jessica Biel's performance in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where I just follow where the camera just follows like the backside. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this is it's almost like the ass is giving a performance in that movie more than Jessica Biel is. And then this one, it just oh, starts right. out with with the newscaster like wearing the blazer and pretty much nothing under the blazer. So you just see like half a boob. Well, no, there, there, there is yeah. nothing. I mean, pretty much. They're literally hands. Yeah. And then the blazer sort of reminded me of like, I think some countries do naked news. Uh, like, oh. I don't know if Australia does that. One of these countries they did, they have like a program called naked news. Where yeah. They, right. 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 <laughs> yeah. To try and get people interested in local issues. That's um, the best way to take your news in. I would think. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, you get all the way through the movie and uh -huh. then it's like the S and M alien creature is like fully naked. Mm-hmm. Or did they put a little pasties? They I might have been alien like aerial. Well, there were some um okay, so there was one like alien boob creature when she's uh when she's seducing the nerd. And like the the nipples are sort of like facing upwards and they look yeah. very sharp. Yeah. Like they could be weapons in and of themselves. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch. Well, maybe that's it's all it. about the details, Aaron. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> all about the details. Uh, the uh I think for me, the gross, there are two really gross out points, mm -hmm. which is like the reverse abortion. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe yes, there is a scene. Yeah, where I think it's like the alien uh, kicks her in the stomach and then like the alien puppet like flies out and you just sort of see it spinning around. Oh. But which is weird because they do like a reverse birth as well, too, because yeah. when uh, when both the reporter, well, there's two women that are abducted in this. And they, the aliens, when they're on the operating table, they take like these little alien babies that are already born and they sort of like give them like a reverse C-section. Mm -hmm. They open up the stomach, they put the puppet in and then like the stomach gets sealed shut. And I don't know if the puppet's supposed to just grow. I think what happens is because yeah. these, these aliens, basically they have like a body snatcher sort of thing where right. the alien just sort of takes over their body. So eventually it just sheds the human skin. So and they're like the the girl at the beginning when she gets pregnant she's in like a week she's like at full term almost and then so there's a limited amount of time in the movie before the alien just completely rips out of the human form 
of, of the of the girl there. And then it just becomes like full on alien attacking people. So it's a way for them to like birth through humans by already being born as alien puppets. It's not like a mating thing where where a puppet's like, you know, where, where like the, you know, the conception happens. It's not like a regular conception. It's alien puppet born, put into the female stomach, then sewn back up, and then alien comes through the human body after turning like um as large as the human it's sort of a strange way that it's set up but have we learned nothing from micro cinema <laughs> you don't dig too deep on this it doesn't yeah it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense but easily probably my fa- most shocking moment of the movie mm-hmm. when literally born out of her mouth and she just rips her completely apart like quite yeah. a, i was yeah, like, i mean oh. there's some great like effects and like that yeah. that sort of thing it's like you know, if you're if it's going to be like a midnight movie, and you're going to go for it, this movie does d- pulls out all the right stops. It goes, it's very entertaining, and of course, this all leads up to great like puppetry, cool effects. I mean, the computer effects are low budget, but it's this was obviously done on a lower budget. This was about like from what I saw. I don't know how accurate this is, but when I read on it, it's a one point eight million dollar budget, which sounds about right. Uh, but you know, a lot of creativity. Went to, there are some like low budget. Yeah. PlayStation looking CGI effects in oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> but but like the the practical puppetry they did was fantastic. And when it culminates to the combine harvester scene, this guy gets on uh yeah, guy gets on a, a combine and he just starts running over aliens with it. So alien body parts are flying everywhere. The great, like over the top. And I think this one even has a scene uh, with a banana peel in it, so signaling the splat stick. Um Oh, totally. Oh my God. Yes. But I don't know. I, I don't, I don't buy the 1.5 million. I say I, if I was going to bet the under, I would bet the under because there's no actors in it that are like of note. So you'd spend some of that on an actor. You know what I mean? It's like, you couldn't not like, yeah, I don't think it was, um, I mean, who knows, but I mean that if that was one and a half million dollars, then, uh, Yeah. Well, look at it this way. Uh, look at what they spend on Marvel stuff. It's like $300 million, and there's some scenes with bad CGI, and you're wondering where, where that money was put into. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, different than Bad Taste, where it's like $25,000, there was more DIY stuff in that. But this one, I thought they did like a fantastic job for their budget. They give you a bang for your buck, especially when it's on Tubi. This is a great fun late night movie to watch yeah nothing to analyze here just really fun over the top uh splat stick and and there's constant like the movie constantly moves it does not that's the best thing about this movie yeah at all yeah it has pretty entertaining characters it has a fun like quirky sense of humor to it very much like you know when so there's a scene where so the reporter is taking her film crew in and they're investigating this place and the woman that got abducted and impregnated by aliens. And she meets like the brothers and the brothers, like these weird inbred oh, crazy ass, like whales version of these rednecks or whatnot. Implied inbred, but they were just, yeah. Yeah. Implied like, inbred. But yeah, when they, uh, she's like, don't, doesn't anybody here speak English? And they're like English. And then they spit, you know, yeah. they, there's some kind of like almost kind of Monty Python stuff or definitely yeah. like Jackson and Ramey stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, but but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, you can um, tell the director was definitely like 
really knew his movies. Like this yeah. guy has probably seen a million billion movies because there just were so many references to other, yeah. like the eye swallow. You're like straight <laughs> evil dead. Oh, the eyes flying through the air is right out of evil dead too. Oh yeah. 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 Double eye swallow. They did it to like, they just didn't do it once. They did it to, at this two eyeballs by the two. <laughs> yeah. <by> side. <laughs> There were just a lot of little like Easter eggs that were yeah. like people that know the genre. And I assume that if you're watching this, Absolutely. you've yeah. already scoured the, the the depths of, you know, micro or low, low budget horror cinema, then you're yeah. going to get a lot of these references. There was, you know, the uh, Total Recall three titty, you know, baby, you making me wish I had three hands. <laughs> yeah. You're doing pretty good with <laughs> Yeah, like you said, like a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of homages. There's even oh, like my God. chainsaw usage in this one as well, too. Well, there's um, even just like the scene in like, and then there's Evil Dead, a uh, little tips of the hat. Well, sorry, again, like when they're in, they're weaponing up. It's like the yeah. angles, literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. shot in the in the uh, in the cabin where he's getting. Oh, the editing style too is similar to like the Raimi kind of editing style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think just if I had one little comment about it, though, one critique would be just spend a little on the character development. You know what I mean? You're going to these links to like it's the freest, but just for all the micro cinema people out there, it's like try to do more more with the characters because that's in a free effect you can spend millions of dollars on yeah. all kinds of gore and this that and the other but just a little on some of the character foibles ha makes it go a long way and you know but yeah no you know you're absolutely right yeah they, they spend a lot of time um and uh, we'll kind of touch on that in, in bad taste too because that's one of the things i noticed about bad taste as well mm -hmm. but but um yeah, but in this, yeah, so they spent a lot of time doing, trying to make the movie entertaining, doing like the over, uh, over the top gore and comedy and effects. But, but yeah, the the characters are stereotypes. Um, yeah. Like, there's a lot of fun moments with them, but they're they're total stereotypes. They don't dive too much into them, or, or they are different. They are kind of like unique in their own like stereotypical ways. But, sure. but yeah, they they did leave. They did leave some stuff on the table for that. Yeah, you're right. Well, they're just cartoony. So it's yeah, like cartoonish. Yeah. Welsh in bed, mm -hmm. in bed brothers. You never got a sense of like just a little subplot in there or just something more than just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I did like how the, 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 the mute, I guess they were all three mute, but he, he got, he, uh, he got, uh, he got busy. Well, they were speaking in their own kind of language. I'm not sure. Gaelic, what it was. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what it was. No, no, no. There is like I don't know if it's Gaelic or if there's isn't Gaelic an Irish tongue? I think it's so. Like, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. And I think there's a Welsh one too. And I think they were like, this is, you know, their their version of like an Alabama or something. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, their version <laughs> of the Var South. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But. Yeah, but the guy did score. I was like, is there, I was like watching. I'm like, is there a sexual chemistry between the blonde and the guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he started to score and then was interrupted. But the nerd really scored. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh so, so so proud of this nerd in this movie. Yeah, no. Alien, aliens are clearly attracted to nerds with uh, faux hawks and and alien um, obsessions. Well, I'm so. glad to see something. Somebody's getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> no. um okay yeah but this is what i the reason why i brought this one up is because i thought it was a really fun movie uh that was uh 
and there was a movie like Bad Taste and sort of like had very sort of like similar over the top themes and comedy and yeah. and, uh, and of course both are about aliens so it fits the alien theme and it's kind of an under radar the under the radar movie it's one that you don't really hear about that often I heard this about this movie a lot this movie came out in 2005 so I heard about it a ton when it came out and then right. you don't really hear about people talk about it recently so I thought it'd be kind of fun to bring this movie back up and and give it some attention but it's definitely worth it's definitely fun late night movie watching and, and a great double say, feature of bad taste yeah yeah and i would say too just another thing is like the what they call the the storytelling the dramatization like what yeah. they used to show this yeah. was much more standard when we get into a bad taste you'll we'll, i'll highlight the differences but in this one it's like kind of standard which is fine it starts mm -hmm. off with an alien abduction right you know bad taste you're like halfway through the like the, the movie starts kind of halfway through the invasion usually these movies will be like eh, here comes a spacecraft yeah. pops down and you know to earth and then it like begins it's this was more standard the way they did that yeah. like, okay couple having sex in the graveyard abducted super duper 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 probe and mm -hmm. uh off you go <laughs> yeah exactly Oh, and then he came back as a ghost too, which was kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's true. That was weird. Yeah, that right. Was it was weird. like it was kind of also like ghost elements thrown in there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they made their money back. Yeah, I hope so too, because I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a totally fun cult movie. I mean, that's like some serious. Like you could just see the long hours. Oh yeah. Out, you know. Yeah, like, there was yeah there was a lot of like nerd dedication to this movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, I just imagine the effort that it took to make it. Yeah, tip of the hat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, check this movie out. It's on. Uh, it's on Tubi. You can watch it for free and get interrupted by those annoying commercials. But on Tubi, they don't last too long. The commercials go by pretty. No, fast. no, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. And they just and they don't care when they interrupt it either. They don't. <laughs> I know that, that's the most annoying <laughs> thing about it. Um, or I mean, but you know, find this movie, pick it up on Blu-ray. It's like if it's like you get it on sale. Um, There's a whole department of people that like. When should this movie break? Like if Lord of the Rings made it to like big TV or something, they're yeah. like, wait a minute, it's when Aragon furrows his brow. That's a perfect acting. This they don't give a shit. They'll just be like yeah. mid sentence and. You <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there's no planning at all. Yeah, so just no. randomly interrupt you. Yeah, that's true. What's yeah, funny? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's like, yeah, where a movie would go to commercial and like when they cut out the commercials and they show it, you can tell where it went to the commercial. Yeah, none of that here. <laughs> no, no. And it's funny. So I watched this and then it was like, I'm like, my Tubi has now been assaulted. I've got like, I'm getting evil bong recommendations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait till you start watching Sasquatch movies on Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you like evil aliens, then you will love evil bong <laughs> yeah there's evil bong versus like something or other it was like evil bong versus something it's a mashup movie I oh uh, i think it was uh versus ginger dead man or yes <laughs> yeah I'm, i came to the right place to find the answer thank you ah uh, that'll be a good one for 420 <laughs> okay so uh moving on to the main feature bad taste peter jackson classic i do add one other quick thing to say yeah it's the is the recreation so it's like when they get abducted at the beginning it's obviously yeah. low budget cinema yeah. and mm -hmm. they will go back and do the mm -hmm. recreation of it yeah. on a little or a little like uh, news broadcast mm -hmm. oh my god oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh you know oh 
now that you mentioned that i you know one of the things i really liked about this movie is like they authenticate like low budget filmmaking yeah. so uh, so they go like, you know like when you're doing a low budget movie you got like one guy doing if you're super low budget you got one guy doing sound one guy doing camera sometimes the director is doing camera and directing or and even acting in the movie but they have such a skeleton crew on this and you see all these movies that are made about like film crews or where film crews are the main characters and they always have way too many people you're like no if you're low budget you got basically almost nobody like five yeah. people are under and that's it yeah then the sound guy sorry but like the sound guy who gets blinded that uses this boom pole to hear like as his ears and some sort of kung fu bizarre <laughs> yeah i was like that was awesome yeah yeah it was like a blind master kung fu fight with the aliens that attack him he like he can't hear he can't see anymore so he puts his hair here his headphones yeah. on and uses his uses his microphone to like attack the aliens with it was like yeah yeah this is also a good reminder that if you have problems uh making the movie or let's say like you're making a movie it's not turning out too well and you get attacked by somebody like aliens or some other like imminent threat you can use film equipment as weapons oh which is utilized as well in this movie oh definitely <laughs> let that boom, boom go to waste uh, yeah all right moving on to our main feature uh we're talking about peter jackson's classic bad taste where all these imitators spawn from uh so peter jackson when he was in his 20s embarked on this four-year journey to make bad taste uh designed his own puppets designed his own like little models that would explode all kinds of great stuff uh this movie um so separate from evil aliens which had a budget of about 1.8 million uh, this one, from what I read, had a budget of around $25,000 and was this four-year journey. So it's funny, like, when you read all the trivia about this, how many different things changed over the years and and what happened with the actors and Peter Jackson playing, like, different parts, one with a beard, one without. But it's just there's so much, like, funny stuff to tap into or so many interesting stories about the making of this movie. But Bad Taste is about a population of a small town disappearing and replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain. And yeah. I think they would do a better job of it than uh, my local McDonald's or Arby's drive through You never see, they never handle the traffic right in there. I think we should get aliens in to overhaul that whole yeah. system. Yeah. <laughs> but this and is a gross movie. Satisfy your taste for human flesh, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a gross out movie, um, like Eva Aliens was. There is a, there's uh, several notable scenes um one where aliens i think like the one that stands out in my head the most is where peter jackson they make a puppet of peter jackson's head because he's playing one of the aliens oh, the and he's vomiting into this into this giant like party-sized bowl of, like where you see if you get a super bowl party-sized yeah. bowl of snacks yeah. and of course it's clear so you can see on the outside what's going into it and he's just vomiting into it and there's these things that are you know actually if somebody if it did not show him vomiting into this bowl, it would look appetizing because it kind of looks like pistachio pudding, sort of, with some Fruit Loops on the top of it. But seeing that it's vomit uh, sort of also makes it difficult to eat while watching this movie. What do you eat? My <laughs> God. No, that doesn't look it, it really <laughs> isn't appetizing to see the, the puppet barfing into the bowl. But on its own, no, 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 no. Well, it's, yeah, it looks like a good, like... Well, it sort of has, well, the consistency of it changes. Sometimes it's more kind of runny. Other times it's thick. But when it's thicker, it has that sort of like frosting 
or pudding sort of texture, and the Fruit Loops on top look kind of good. If it you're wasn't, a big, the... <laughs> you're a big, you're a big Lucky Charms guy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was. It was more kind of Lucky Charms ish, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Color yeah. of the milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. So then they all pass around the bowl, and everybody's eating now out of the vomit. <laughs> but this movie has so many like creative. Uh, uses a puppetry and comedy. And Peter Jackson, um, when he plays the nerdy character without the beard, is fantastic. He plays like such a great nerd, like the oversized. I got you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing. So it's like I tell you, Leonardo da Vinci's got nothing on Peter Jackson, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the amount of hats that he had to wear, it's like okay, Robert Rodriguez sure is amazing. Did a seven thousand dollar micro cinema movie that you know launched his career but he wasn't sculpting yeah he wasn't he wasn't making all his own effects pyrotechnics creating his own dollies and tracks and yeah it's just unreal the the one that was like stunning to me was the house so yeah he usually borrowed like the house from the new zealand chamber of commerce a historical colonial house or something yeah and then made a one-fifth size model mm-hmm then made a one fifteenth size model yeah. and then made a one fiftieth size model. Yeah. All that exploded and lifted up in the air and had like by himself. Yeah. Yeah. On a $24,000 budget. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And like this, this is the perfect movie uh, to study as an indie film nerd, uh, especially like an indie horror film nerd. Like if you're looking for really kind of oddball stuff that's out of the box, this is a great movie. For, and and just on like a DIY let, uh, aside from the movie itself, just on a yeah. DIY level, it's amazing. The massive amount of talent that's just all in one person. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's, the crazy part about it too, though, is like I think the the biggest accomplishment and as amazing as all the effects and like, you know, homemade guns and explosions and, you know, baking your own prosthetic pieces in your mom's oven. Yeah, is the is that he carved out his an absolute brand new niche in in my in like horror. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it, yeah, it was like silly. You had never seen it before. You had you had like Night of the Living Dead and all of the Romeros and all of those versions, Day Dawn and all that. So it was happening all before that. Evil Dead, obviously. You know, and then of course, yeah, Sam Raimi's getting onto the little bit of the stuff, but his silly meter—it's like, yeah, what is, yeah. Yeah. it's like, don't worry, mum. For every ounce of blood, there's a scoop of giggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the goofiness factor is just great. You know what this movie totally reminded me of, and this is what I was talking to Ted about too, because I was like. uh Texting Ted and I was like, Ted, uh, Aaron and I are going to be talking about bad taste. And I was like, you know what this movie reminded me of? This reminded me of something that we would try to make in college if we could. If we had like more like uh, resources, if we had more DIY skills, this would be totally a movie that we would make in college. And he's like, oh, that's absolutely right. Um, yeah. But that's totally what it reminded me of. It's like a, like a college, like that sort of like enthusiasm. Like you have all your friends be in the movie, playing multiple parts, sometimes wearing wigs, trying to play other characters because you don't have enough budget for them to. But just like the DIY innovation and the charm is all over this movie. Yeah, and it took four fucking years. So it's yeah. like, which is like crazy because then the, he, you know, based the he did a movie, but kind of the one that was a primer to this one. It was yeah. some vampire movie. It never got released, but he spent a year on that one and then didn't even finish it. So it's like the level of dedication. It's just like, 
Yeah, there it's just and there's no girls in it too, which is hilarious. Like I can identify with that very specifically where right. it's, it just has a lot. It's just like a, it's just like a sausage party. There's just a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, they don't mix it up like they did in Evil Aliens. Uh, no, they have you know, money to pay girls. That's the connection <laughs> effect. But when you're when you're doing a twenty five thousand dollar movie, there's no there's no room for girls involved. <laughs> well, if it's a gross out movie, you're going to lose some interest from them as well too. What are you guys doing in this scene? We're all drinking out of a bowl of vomit. No, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, there are there are, the only females in the movie are female voices. I think like at the beginning when they have like the newscasters or they're doing the. Okay. And some announcements about the town being taken over by aliens, but that's yeah, that's the only. Well, it just reminds you brought it up. It reminds me of like all the movies that we made in college, mm-hmm. or, and I for me high school and stuff. And it's just like, no girls coming out to this. No, no way. No, no, no. There's no, no. You have to put a buddy in a wig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They won't discover it. Yeah, exactly. They won't discover it until after they watch. Um, the Peter Jackson uh, pretentious, well, not the pretentious, the awesome Lord Pretenders, of the Rings, or the, incredible, sorry. incredible Lord of the Rings movies, the mainstream ones, and they're like, "Hey, let's go check out some of Peter Jackson's back catalog," and then the, you're going to be surprised for what you see, especially when you watch Meet the Feebles and uh, and oh Dead Alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dead Alive is basically just like um, bad taste, but on steroids, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. My favorite Peter Jackson movie is Dead Alive. That's the best. Yeah, mine too. I love Dead yeah. Alive. It's awesome. Because well, it's again, so again, it's the you know, a big thing about bad taste was like it's just incredible that he was able to do this also. It's not the most amazingly well-told story. Dead Alive definitely has like he's working now on his storytelling chops. And this yeah. one, it's like it's learning. I mean, this is film school for him. So it's like, even though it's a movie, it's not goth, but it's not like the most incredible movie. It's great, obviously, yeah. hugely like influential in so many ways. But story-wise, it's super simple. There's not, you know, there's no plot, no plot going on. You're running. As I was yeah. saying earlier, between the two, between Bad Taste and Evil Aliens, yeah, Bad Taste is kind of an oddball in the fact that you just start this movie out and it's a dude chasing you with an axe with a goofy mm-hmm. wig on. Yeah. So he cuts out like the, you know, usually in all other movies, there's going to be the alien lands and he has first contact and he start to take over the town. They were just like, it's already happened. We're about yep. to <laughs> the restaurant run like hell. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So so many, so much great trivia about this, like you were saying, uh, and he's actually, uh, I was looking up trivia on this. He is Sir Peter Jackson. I did not know that he was a sir, but he has been knighted now. So Sir Peter Jackson made all the masks in his mother's kitchen. Um, He he shot the film on weekends over the four-year period with friends playing the lead roles. He funded most of the film himself until towards the end of the shoot when the New Zealand Film Commission gave him money to finish the project. After being impressed with what he'd already produced, which is the opposite of what our film school would do. They would say, if we're giving you any money, we're taking it away now. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so and this is this this is like kind of touches on what you're saying there was never a script for the movie each scene yeah. was filmed from ideas the director had come up with during the week uh so that's where i think that the the main flaw is with this movie is that it's all these like super entertaining scenes of like the the goofy comedy and, and the splat stick and all that but it is just kind of like a lot of running and chasing and fighting, constant like things moving and happening and, and entertaining but yeah there's absolutely no no like real story element whatsoever it's like we just have to fight and defeat the aliens and it's kind of like a a gore fest and then puppetry and everything else but there's not a lot of 
but there's no subplots. There's no like yeah. anything else like to the movie. Development yeah. of characters, yeah. Yeah. Or, like an arc for any of them. But that's the crazy part. But that stuff was what you. Those are like cheap tools. Yeah, those are the things that don't cost any money. That's no. yeah, yeah. And that's the crazy part, which is like yeah. how hard it is to make a movie of just chasing and running and effects. It's like. Mm-hmm. He made that movie three times harder than it needed to be. Obviously, yeah. it's amazing. It's one of my favorite of all time. But it's like it just would have been a little easier. And he would have had to have done less had you had a character arc or, you know, just some more development story-wise. You could have yeah. given yourself a breather, which they do a lot. And, well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting to see the evolution of his of Peter Jackson's career. Uh, because he has like he has learned a lot like with those aspects incorporating them into his movies i would love to see him though do like kind of a 180 and do a throwback to this kind of movie again but incorporate more of like the story skills and the writing skills that he's that he's uh gained and yeah. use that uh we could have something even more awesome than than dead alive if he if he went back to that knowing what he knows now he can't, you be, that's the problem is you can't go back. Cause you know, you can't, yeah. like you're working. So he's doing these shoots though. So he's shooting it on the weekends. These aren't eight hour days. No, he's shooting yeah. 20 hour days, just 18 hour days, Monday, probably Friday at night, Saturday, Sunday till late as possible. Rolling your ass into work blurry eyed, you know? Yeah. And when he's not, he's making puppets and stuff, you know? So when he's not shooting the movie, he's making puppets or, designing things and then if he's got a day job on the side so yeah he's not sleeping well he's oh, making it's, this, a, yeah. it's a it's a mo- it's like what a what a nerd it's a victory for all the nerds mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nerd victory. like i know he didn't have a girlfriend during that whole time yeah <laughs> his mom was like peter and the lads would come by for beans on toast <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh this is funny because this is uh this reminds me of that um so this movie well probably caused a divorce so there was an actor in the movie craig smith he was part of the original cast and was married and then divorced within the four-year time frame it took to make the film because most of the filming took place on weekends he found himself written out because his new wife a devout christian objected to him working on saturdays uh smith was written back into the film when he got divorced (laughs) which character was he you know I don't know. One of the four, like uh, one of the four or five, like main uh, paramilitary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, it was the Das. What? What was? So, what was Peter Jackson's character's name? He's like, well, he was uh, Derek, Derek was a nerdy, so nerdy character. Yeah, yeah, and then Robert was the was the alien version of him with the beard. Okay, but but Derek's don't run. That was the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even like a more nerdy version of, of Bruce Campbell. But Bruce Campbell has like a Fabio element to him. Um, so he's, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to top the charisma and everything of Bruce Campbell, but I love to see like indie filmmakers making nerdy versions of him, like even more nerdier because he has that nerdy side, but he's still got like a Fabio side, what but this is like nerdy all side? nerd power. Well, he comes off as, as kind of nerdy because of his, because he's awkward with some of the lines, you know, like in, okay. in Evil right. Dead 2, where he's like, hey, you know, <laughs> what do you say? What do you say, baby? After all, I'm a man and you're a woman, right? <laughs> and he's it's just kind of... Yeah, well, it's it comes- Elvis thing. I think it's like he's stealing a little Elvis, that bravado. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's again, it's like that character hadn't been really... I think that there's like, what's the dorky character from 1941? Oh. oh. Gilbert nerd character. Uh, I can't Eddie, remember who played that. You know, he does. He was doing that in the eighties, and then a bunch of oh, oh, oh. I know who you're talking about, Eddie Deason. Yeah, Eddie Deason. So yeah. that's where that's coming from. It's like I'm almost certain if you think <laughs> about it, 
he's channeling that character as your lead, that nerd. Yeah. Put him in the mood, you know, like just complete geek. Yeah. Not Bruce. Bruce Campbell obviously is a is a you know a central character, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's some Bruce Campbell, but the nerd thing felt like that was a whole new Peter Jackson. Age. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this is great. Uh, the firearms in the film are all non-functional replicas made by Peter Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so what what appears to be a WW2 Sterling submachine gun is actually a length of aluminum pipe, a handle made from FIMO, and a piece of wood to stand in for the ammunition magazine. The actor shook the props to simulate recoil, and the muzzle flashes were added in post-production. Well, that's obvious with the muzzle flashes, but he did a pretty good job of making his own DIY guns. That's pretty awesome. Oh, I mean, that's just just everything. Yeah, I mean, it just is amazing to like, well, I know Amazon wasn't around then, but couldn't you just buy a toy? Mm-hmm. Like in their yeah. squirt guns that look the same? I mean, like that's- That's just, what I would do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> or like, but it's like, no, he builds this shit from scratch. It's like, how many hours? Like it just, un- I because we've done it, it's just mind numbing how much work he put into that. And then like kind of almost needless in some ways, obviously making your own steady cam is ridiculous. Yeah. We tied, my brother and I tried to make our own equipment. We had the, we had a book. He's just doing it by feel. Yeah. So like building dolly tracks and like, uh, what's the one where you, it's the cranes and all that stuff doing it by hand. Oh, and like the jibs or whatnot, like the ones that rise our own yeah. jib used it yeah. for like one shot. Yeah. It took two weeks to build it. It's yeah. yeah, I mean, at least two weeks. So just an injunction, Matt. Like we spent two weeks in a in a Home Depot just trying to find the nuts and bolts and like, you know, the all the equipment to do it. It's he just did it by hand. I mean, it's just like he's a. She, it's a, it's a really humble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the fact that he designed his own models and all that stuff. And that's the thing is like a lot of time, like unless you kind of like really, if you're sort of casually watching movies until you cross yeah. over to that nerd level where you start oh. to kind of like look into them and try and study them. And then you learn about how much work went into them. You're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize it was that. Because when you watch a movie, a lot of times you're, you just don't think about all the work that went into it. But then like just like one component of this movie, making your own weapons would have taken a long ass time. Yeah. We yeah. drove tracks out of wood. Yeah, I mean, no, I, it's like a level of like of like nerd engineering that is super impressive. Well, he could have been, and he could have worked for NASA or something because it's yeah. like did his parents. I don't think it's like I understand if he was like raised a carpenter or raised a skull. Like he was like, oh, I don't, I don't bother with, I don't bother with blueprints. I like to sculpt in three D. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about sculpting 3D? <laughs> you didn't even have a drawing of those alien objects. Yeah. You just had a feel for it. Yeah. It's hot, man. I mean, just like, wow, this guy, unreal. Yeah. And uh, so the this I thought was interesting, too. Uh, well, part of its charm is, is, is the dubbing in the movie. Because you know? And with, like, the goofy kind of comedy, it adds to it because it has, like, that sort of kung fu element to it or, like, that well, form. Part, the alien mouth <laughs> moving and all that? Yeah, well, they're just, like, because uh, the dialogue and the... All the dialogue in the film was dubbed in post-production. Oh, right, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, part of the footage had no sound with it since it had been filmed on Jackson's own 60-millimeter camera, right. which didn't support sound recording. And once the New Zealand Film Commission funded the remainder of the film... Jackson hired a sound camera. However, neither Jackson nor his crew were very skilled with sound recording, and most of the dialogue was unusable. So that was obviously a trial and error part of his career. 
Well, even knowing that, because I think he he recorded it, what he did, or it was him or Rodriguez, someone, one of one of the two of them, or maybe both, just recorded it on a cassette tape. Yeah. So they had a cassette tape there, and then would try to sync it up. When one of my college movies, I was like, "Oh, that'll work." We didn't, we had <laughs> yeah. and like I did the dual system in it. But like, we'd stay in sync for like six seconds. Yeah, gave it a few frames before. Yeah. But at the end of that sick, you couldn't do any shots longer than six seconds because it turned into straight Jackie Chan afterward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Um, so there are no female characters, although the voice of the female emergency caller operator is heard at the beginning of the film. Some of the aliens were played by women, but the aliens appear to be all males. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a male. It's a great sausage <laughs> yeah. party. Uh, Peter O'Hearn hadn't shaved before the first scene. Uh, Peter Jackson told him to keep that look for continuity. So for four years, O'Hearn couldn't shave for more than once a week, and this habit was hard to break after shooting was completed. That's the handlebar uh, mustache guy, right? Uh, that one I'm not sure on either. Yeah. Um, on a side note, though, too, it's like the cliff fight scene where he like Peter Jackson nerd. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, fights him, fights himself years later, the four years later. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he. Yeah, he's fighting himself. Like I remember hearing about that when the movie when we were in college and we were talking about this movie. Yeah, I remember hearing about that like. The story about how Peter Jackson four years later was fighting himself as the as the as the younger version of the nerd. Because you see Peter Jackson with the beard fighting himself as the nerd over the cliff. That's great. Ah, I mean it's just, but it it's like so he's almost like a magician where it's like, you know, it's not real. I'm not a violent person at all. You know, I can never do half the things that are in my movie. Oh, really? Like drink a bowl of barf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when they when one of the human guys, like one of the paramilitary group, when he started drinking, the everybody was like, "Force him to drink the hurl." He's like, "I'm going to move to the back of this line so I can yeah. try and avoid drinking this hurl and maybe find a door." And then when it gets around him and everybody's looking at him and he drinks it, he's like, "Hey, that's pretty good." And he starts uh, drinking more of it. See, Lucky charms <laughs> must have had a good uh, pistachio flavor to it. Oh, this I thought was interesting. Just real quick, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's like Peter Jackson gets like a thrill off of pulling. I think the biggest thing that comes through when you're watching this and like some of the documentaries that support this this movie, it's like he gets a real thrill, like his most enjoyment out of doing something like that. Like that is an amazing magic trick. Even yeah. though it's on film, is fighting yourself four yeah. years later. Yeah, it's awesome. How do you even set the shot? Like the level of like filmmaking craft to be able to do that and have it fit seamlessly and like it just fits, it just works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right to point that out. That's fantastic. Blew me away. I was like, so I had forgotten about that. I'm like, wait a minute. He's fighting. I mean, I knew that he fought himself in it, but I was like, how? I was like, with one weekend he grows beard out, and the next one he does what? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, for uh, for indie horror, there are nerds, there are ultra nerds, and then there is like a, a just a whole world of uh, separated from the nerds, which is Peter Jackson. Um, no, yeah. he went he went god nerd. He went like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, above yeah. all nerd levels. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Ascended into Valhalla nerd. They're like welcome nerd into heaven. Did this movie actually started as a started life as a ten minute short called Roast of the Day, which started shooting in 1981. Uh, so it started as a short before they before they did it as a feature, and I 
this was kind of cool because I found some uh, controversy about this. You know, like the alien puppet at the beginning when he's like flipping everybody off on the cover? They did another version of it where they added a hand, oh, another finger, yeah, to make it look like he's giving the piece. I've seen both. The piece. Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. Um, both work, but yeah, the alien flipping him off is like so iconic. But this is great. Now, this is something that would never happen in the States. Uh, the banning of the film in the Australian state of Queensland in 1990 is regarded as the main reason for why the Queensland Film Board of Review was disbanded. Workers of the board regarded as too violent, even though it was already a censored version and the film had been approved by the New Zealand Film Commission. The nationwide Australian OFLC saw the workers as unprofessional for banning an unapproved film that was already censored and subsequently disbanded them. Wow, that's awesome. That would never happen here. Revenge of the nerds. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Like you have like a film commission who's who's usually gonna like play it by the rules or play it safe, but they're like, no, we like this movie, so screw you guys for censoring it. You're out of here. Well, that's fire. great because so often, <laughs> you know, if you're doing micro cinema, you know, you're the underdog. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the in a look, I'm sure everyone has their own opinions and 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 point of views, but the film, you know, festivals and all that stuff are always like a little snobby. For the yeah, most part. absolutely. Yeah, they, they lean it. on the side of pretentiousness for sure. Oh God! So it's yeah. just like to have a movie like this actually have them get all fired. It's yeah. rare. It's probably the only time it's ever happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One for, one for the little guy. Yeah, one. Yeah, that was like oh, I was so proud of that when I read that. I was like, that's fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> um, get those elitist bastards out of here, right? <laughs> um, but sweet. Okay, so. Is there anything else uh, that stands out about this movie or that uh, all of it's talk amazing. About? Just yeah. so good. Um, you know, just the house going off into space. Like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Oh, um, and also the chainsaw birthing scene. So basically there's, this scene to me was like the real experimentation for what happens at the end of Dead Alive. So uh, when a nerd, <laughs> when the nerd dives down and takes the chainsaw all the way through an alien and then his head comes out of the bottom of the alien puppet and then he puts on the alien skin to attack the aliens but that whole chainsaw like where he dives down into the puppet and comes out the other side is done on a much grander scale in dead alive with the giant robot puppet or the giant rat uh the giant rodent puppet yeah. where like where like the mom becomes like the giant uh the fusion of yeah. the mom and the rodent and it makes the chainsaw team through that yeah but just <laughs> creativity essential viewing uh for just any kind of like indie filmmaking fan in general well i think for me again kind of revisiting a movie i hadn't seen in a long time that was very formative for my like wanting to make movies and all that you know is that the big takeaway is is you don't ask permission and make stuff get out there and do it you know i mean peter jackson like there no one would have like giving you permission there was no line to stay in to like where do i stand in the line to make this movie there's no yeah. guy at the other end of it you yeah. know with monopoly monocle and the top hat that's gonna say yes or no you know he was break like film permits what are you talking about yeah, yeah. Like, there's that would no, have been his whole budget if he would have actually had one he was yeah. breaking the law constant mm -hmm. constantly breaking the law now you're it's more misdemeanors but it's like you're it's like the ed wood thing it's like run eddie run you know yeah. permits what's a permit run yeah 
you know, you just have to just do it and then apologize later to absolutely no one. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting as like a time capsule thing. Cause like when we were making college movies and Bozeman and stuff, yeah. you could do like, if we had like the DIY skills that he did, we could have done something like that and got away with it a lot easier than now, because now like when they go and they gentrify these small towns, it's a lot more difficult to get away with stuff like that because, but back then, and at the time this movie was made, yeah, you could like blow up a car or you could throw a car off a cliff or you could, you could have like a puppet get like ripped in half and simulate a human being and not draw too much heat for it. Now it's a different, now it's much more of a challenge on that end, but. Well, you just have to live with your parents. Yeah. That's all you can do. That was a hell of a gamble because the entire eighties was him making this movie living with his parents. Yeah, there's no way he could have had time to, well, like you said, have a girlfriend or or a job on top of all the work he was doing. He had doing a job. Just, Those guys were all, he worked at it like a, a, like a development house or something. So he just wasn't sleeping then pretty much. Or just, you don't have a girlfriend, so you have all that extra time. You know, like, but like, you know, he had a job. He had a job, but he lived at home. I mean, it's just a hell of a gamble. It's like, you couldn't make it. It's like, you go to film school and you're like, oh my God, it's the, you, you four years you'd be in film school eight years well i think you actually were in film school for eight years but for a four-year degree yeah yeah (laughs) but imagine like you know like yeah you couldn't there's no like and i don't think anyone was drinking that's also the other there's no way you make that movie if you're if you're i'm yeah you like alcohol yeah, I may have learned from personal experience that it does sort of disband uh, plans that you have and or delays them. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> hungover. You ain't making bad taste. Drinking is what happens when you're making other plans or something like that, saying goes. Tom, <laughs> uh, I've never prayed to you before. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, well, this is actually a good time to check out some of the old school Peter Jackson movies if you haven't yet. Um, like uh, Meet the Feebles is also on Tubi as well too now dead alive is a little harder to find it may be it's also known as brain dead yeah it's also known as brain dead there may it may be because the i mean you can buy it on amazon but finding it streaming is difficult um now there i think there is there was a copy floating around on youtube i actually still have my vhs copy of of dead alive but yeah it was known in i think it was known in new zealand or in the uk as as brain dead but here yeah, in the States, it's not alive later. Yeah. I they have different know. covers too. It's, um, oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So if they're still, yeah, definitely. If you have not seen this one's a good primer, I would watch them all in a row. I'd watch Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, and Dead Alive. This one feels like, well, Dead Alive feels like a higher budget version of a Bad Taste there, where he's like really going, like, hey, this is what I was trying to do in yeah. Dead Alive, but I didn't have the budget or resources right. for People it. Did or, too. In bad taste, yeah. Um, but now this is actually kind of cool that I read is that so with four year process and making bad taste, Jackson was inspired by Sam Raimi's Evil Dead to finish it. So one indie filmmaker inspiring another, which is awesome. Yeah, I would say too. The biggest again, other takeaway here is tone. Yeah, don't. It's like I didn't realize that until I'm like tone. What do you mean tone? Yeah, tone is perhaps the most important quality to bring to a movie and the tone yeah. of bad taste all all of the low budget you know hurdles that he had to overcome he created his own kind of unique tone which is like for every drop of blood there's a laugh yeah you know, even he took that to even more ridiculous 
like like a teasing snarky sentence teasingly mm -hmm. you know like constantly winking at the camera the entire time because if it was not that I mean, yeah. imagine this movie if it was in the tone of texas chainsaw massacre right it's not gonna it's it's gonna be forgotten about people feel yeah. like okay to like even though you're seeing all this gore and all this blood it feels like you're not psychologically damaged after <laughs> Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. And that's a good thing for people to take away for this for how important tone is. Oh, yeah. And and um, it, take two movies that are very over the top with gore and compare them together and see which one you laugh at and see which one bothers you for a while. Uh, there's a movie called Terrifier 2 that's out in the theaters right now, which has this extreme over the top gore in it. But it's like, like he's dismembering people. He's skinning them. He's like cutting off body parts, like torturing them. And it's an indie movie that was shot on $250,000. He's made over $8 million in theaters now. Like the little indie movie that could. But the tone in that one is serious. It has a surrealistic quality that separates it from traumatizing people too much. But it will traumatize you. Like if I was a kid and I watched that movie, I'd have nightmares for like weeks, if not like months on end. But then if I saw a movie like Bad Taste with a comical tone, I'd probably laugh during spots. Because there is a cartoonish element that, that takes you out of it that that doesn't uh yeah that has but those two contrasting tones those two tones next to each other complete you're gonna watch a completely different movie yeah and they have the same kind of level of gore which yeah. but that's interesting yeah well it's also a huge part is like to like you know when you're directing or writing or whatever it's like taking it's like you're like the, someone that watched the movies and trusting you to take them on a journey somewhere you know and like and then that you're in good hands and a lot of times when you're the audience knows how to feel a lot of times it's like making a fun like a comedy or whatever all the times you just need to let them know you need to laugh or let them know yeah. you need to be, when you're uncertain of how to feel about something then it's like it, oh this i don't like you don't you you don't you feel like the joke's on you rather than you're on you're with the filmmaker laughing along with them and they're laughing along with you in bad taste you are never uncertain about what he's trying to do or how he's trying yeah. to do you can yeah. like, oh my God, isn't this hilarious? We can all laugh and not feel like a fool. When you laugh at something that's not funny, like when a kid learns, like, you know, a uh, sense of humor for the first time, they may like laugh at things that aren't right. You say yeah. something and then all of a sudden just break out in laughter. And you're like, nope, try better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not being made to feel a fool is a big is a big part of it. And it's like, he's like, so like, hey guys, come on, laugh with me. I know it's gory. This is going to be great. You know? So yeah. And that's where movie indie movies transcend Hollywood movies because no matter the limitations of an indie movie budget, so many times in Hollywood movies, because there's that committee board, because it's it's filmmaking by committee or corporate filmmaking, you see the tone change all the time. Like, okay, so we got to appeal to this audience and this audience. So you'll see it shift. It's like five minutes into the movie, it's a comedy, then it's a drama. You're like, what's going on with this movie? Like, what? The tone is much more consistent in, in indie movies where they're dedicated like this than in a lot of Hollywood movies. Well, and I, but I also think in indie movies, the tone is like completely forgotten about. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, one minute it's scary and the next minute it's this. And it's like tone will guide you all the way through the movie about how, like, can sit like everything else, all the puppetry and all that is amazing and bad taste, but the tone is super consistent and is in Evil Dead and Evil Dead, different tones, right? Evil Dead yeah. has a tone, Evil Dead 2 has a slightly different army of darkness. Yeah. The third different, mm -hmm. not they do not mix. Even though yeah. they're a trilogy, they all three have different tones, and it's like that's the 
the quality. I think that it's like, if you can master that there's, you know, you can make some kick-ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a good thing to take away from this one. And one that won't cost you any money either as an indie filmmaker. No. Yeah. So that is it for this episode of the Dead and Harvey podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Aaron, thank you for being here. It was great talking to you as always is. And yeah, absolutely. And uh, until next time, stay on the roads and stay clear of those moors. Thank you.